This is WTSR's Third and Long. I'm Chandler. I'm Justin. And once again, we are here to give you the latest sports news. Well, Justin, we were just talking about the Ivy League canceling their season for winter sports and postponing spring season. First <laughs> Division One school to do this. Well, schools to do this. And in the spring, they were the first ones to cancel their season, pull out of NCAA championships and tournaments. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess they don't see it as a realistic option to play these seasons. I guess the, the Ivy League's trying to play it safe rather than go full force like these other different divisions and different D1 programs that it's like their focal point of their schools is their sports and they're being pressured to play. And the Ivy League felt that they didn't really need to succumb to these pressures and didn't find it realistic. I agree. They're definitely then saying that they believe in academics being more important than sports. And not only that, just their students' health. And the Pac-12 and Big Ten tried to do that this fall, but then succumbed to peer pressure and decided to have a football season. Yeah, I like that they put their students' health first rather than the other schools that are throwing their students in there and then the whole teams are having outbreaks. So if they, if they don't feel like they can realistically have a safe protocols where they're, they ensure that their players are not likely to get COVID-19, then I feel like it was the correct decision for their programs. I agree. And now that they've announced this, I wonder now if other schools will follow with either canceling their winter season, like how the Ivy Leagues did, or even just postponing it because another school has canceled it. And then they even went as far as to then postpone their spring season. So that's interesting going that far ahead and really just shows how much they care about their student safety over making money with the sports. (laughs) Right. As a sports fan, of course, I, I, I want all the college sports to be played in like March Madness and stuff like that. But I think it's important for the colleges to really value what's most important to them, whether if some of these programs and obviously some of these professional teams are OK with their players and students getting coronavirus and other programs and teams are not and we're seeing I feel like with this move we're seeing the difference between the values of the different programs and where they see their revenue and what they see as most important to their uh, school. Definitely and even with that it is still possible for the Ivy Leagues to have a shortened season they've said no promises there but it is possible to then determine a championship winner to then send to the NCAA tournament for basketball, for example. So, but then the NCAA hasn't decided yet if they would be holding a spot for the Ivy Leagues in the event that they do have the short season. So we'll just have to see what happens there. My guess is that they won't have a season at all. Yeah, I think, especially with all the rising cases recently in the Northeast, I I don't see them having a season if they already canceled it now. Mm -hmm. But maybe they can have like a, 2k tournament and determine who gets to play or something (laughs) and then even that because if they decide to have a shortened season then their players are coming in not as conditioned having not as many practices most likely won't be playing up to their highest caliber while the other mta teams that are 
for example, what's getting going with basketball entering the tournament, then if they do have decide to have a season, would be playing for months prior to them. I can't even imagine what it would look like. They're, the Ivy League teams are already at a significant disadvantage just based on the players that they're able to recruit each year. And after maybe the first or second round, it's major upsets if whichever Ivy League winner typically wins the conference. So if they were less conditioned and weren't as developed, it, it, would be, it might be a scary first game of the tournament. But there is definitely some hope coming with the new announcement about a vaccine probably for 2021, which is exciting. And it was announced then that athletes would have second priority to frontline employees, of course, but then athletes would get the vaccination. So there is hope for more professional sports and not even that, but also the Olympics in 2021. Yeah, it would be great if they're able to get a vaccine in the winter months, like late December, January, February, then these sports start to become much more realistic. And teams like the Ivy League, they can go back to playing if they if all their players are able to get a vaccine in January, they can play for a few months and get some games in and have a shortened season. And a lot of like, uh, like the Olympics, they can be put back on this summer. It was very disappointing, of course, that they were canceled. So I think they're planning, regardless of the vaccine, I hope they're planning to <laughs> have the Olympics. But you know, yeah, I actually saw that. Um, so they're hoping for a vaccine, but the U.S. team uh, released a statement, something along the lines of that they don't think that athletes would have the vaccine quite yet, since uh, since frontline employees will get priority. So they think that by the time teams go to Tokyo there won't be a vaccine yet so that'll be interesting see how that all occurs but hopefully it'll be okay (laughs) hopefully they get a vaccine by then that would that would not be good if they by the like August and July if they still didn't have a vaccine for the athletes so hopefully it's developed by then so the Olympics can go on because that's always one of the most exciting moments of the summer with the middle of the baseball season slogging along and stuff and then you have like the Olympics and it's that's like once every four years. But now it's going to be, they'll have the Summer Olympics, assuming they'll have the Summer Olympics this summer. And then they'll have the Winter Olympics like yeah. next winter. Yeah, because it would be 2022. So it'd be pretty right. like back to back, which that'd be very fun, you know, especially after this drought of sports. So a little, little more sports. Yeah, I, even I would going, be happy with that. <laughs> and then even going off of what we've talked about previously is with this vaccine, obviously not for this NFL season, but for next NFL season, for next MLB season, what have you, then with the vaccine, not having these big upsets with teams and having more even play of like what's expected. We talked about how some teams have out like five of their starters because of COVID. And meanwhile, they were supposed to beat a team, like, let's say, by seven points, but then end up losing because they don't have five starters. Yeah, it's going to be – it's gonna, especially in the college football season, I, I mean, the college football, and if they play college basketball, it's going to make a big difference when players get coronavirus and who – who, which players get it, if the star players get it, like in, when it's coming down closer to March Madness or if it's coming closer to the NFL playoffs, 
because if a player like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson gets coronavirus week 17 or the first wild card round or something, and then that could change the whole complexion of the entire league. Because right now, the Chiefs are probably the Chiefs or Steelers are probably the favorites in the AFC. And if Ben Roethlisberger or Mahomes get coronavirus, that could definitely change that very quickly. Yeah, just big upsets, not very even play. Well, speaking of NFL, some more uh, COVID highlights of what's happening. The Saints are about to be fined a lot of money because so last week when the Saints beat the Bucks in that incredible win, 38 to three, the Saints were then to see all those videos of them celebrating in the locker room and None of them had masks on, not following NFL protocol. But then not only that, then you have to go post on social media for like <laughs> the NFL executives to all see. So they are most likely going to face very similar punishments to the Raiders, who were already fined $500,000 and the $150,000 head coach for the Raiders was fined, along with the sixth-round draft pick that we talked about last week. Very interesting to see. And the Saints have already been fined once before. So just breaking more and more protocol. Yeah, it's one thing if they're in secret going to like have this celebration and like, you know, it, they don't think it'll get out or something. And then they take the second step to show the whole world that they're breaking coronavirus protocols. You think they would be able to at least think for one second before they post all these videos of themselves similar to when Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley like earlier in the season were like taking pictures with no masks on yep. in, like New York City and like all these other teams like the Titans when they went out and practiced in like broad daylight at this like high school field you you think these teams if they were going to break coronavirus protocol would do it a little more secretively and then speaking of COVID, so the NFL has started to contemplate what's going to happen with the Super Bowl, and they're really pushing for it. I mean, I think it's going to happen. Might not be the safest move or, well, be the best for players at all, but they're really pushing for it to happen. And, of course, the Super Bowl this year is going to be in Florida, which is a very hot spot for COVID. So that'll be interesting. In addition – are most Florida teams, are all of them allowing fans at the moment, I think? Yeah, I believe so. I think uh, they're all, at, maybe it's 25%. Yeah, I so I like assume that. then there'll be fans for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw that they were thinking about also implementing some sort of like bubble approach. Like they were I, actually starting to contemplate that it may be a good idea from our earlier podcasts. I did see that, that... um they are actually now throwing that idea out there rather than just thinking that it's crazy how the MLB and NBA had such great success with the bubble while the NFL has all of these cases without their bubble. <laughs> I can't imagine why they're having all these problems. <laughs> I know. And actually, um, I read that. So the NFL's chief medical uh, officer, he threw studies and I guess tracing all the COVID cases that none of the cases 
have occurred due to transmission from player to player on the field, whether that's practice or game, it's all happening off the field. So I guess in the locker room or then like we talked about without the bubble. So then when you're not at practice, seeing your family and then bringing it into the facility that way or hanging out with other players outside of the facility, not during practice or a game. Yeah, the main, the good thing about that, at least, is that hopefully, based on their research so far, if it doesn't transmit between the two teams when they're playing, at least it makes it a little bit safer to go out there. But obviously, if for even going on for this season, they should really be making the protocols more intense in the locker rooms and in the meetings and stuff like that, rather than having them all just as normal for the team and then just changing things up at like practice, they clearly need to have more substantial, substantial protocols on these off field endeavors or whatever, whatever partying they're doing that's in secret. (laughs) Definitely. And then as the cases are rising across the country, then of course cases are going to rise among the NFL. So they need to be stricter about their protocol. Yeah, hopefully, because I know the NBA season, that's supposed to start on Christmas or December 22nd or somewhere around then. Mm -hmm. And like they're hopefully they're able to implement some sort of thing where they can not have like a complete bubble, but some with cases going up, it could be difficult for them not to have that bubble approach and do something more along the lines of what the NFL has been doing. Well, should we get into some NFL Week 10? Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right. So, Colts beat the Titans 34-17. to Colts looking good. Now have tied the Titans for the AFC South. Yeah, Phillip Rivers did not <laughs> like my criticism of him last week. So, yes. <laughs> he, he took it out on me. He took it in stride. So, they, they looked good. The Colts' defense and special teams looked great in this game and Phillip Rivers got the job done and that's really what counts. They're looking like a team that might be able to make some surprise runs later into the season. Yeah. I, they play the Packers this weekend. I gotta say I'm nervous after this game. (laughs) Yeah. It's if both, that should be a very good game, but Aaron Rodgers, you can always trust Aaron Rodgers. He'll, (laughs) he'll, he'll do He'll at least let the uh, make it close. I don't think there'll be no shutdown like the Titans offense was. And the Buccaneers beat the Panthers 46 to 23. Brady's back after the not really showing up against the Saints. Had a good win, three touchdowns, almost 350 yards. Yeah, hopefully the last two games where they looked a little shaky, those were just some mid-season fluke sort of thing and now they're starting to get back on track because they they looked much better this week they looked like a real you know what what they're supposed to be which is like a Super Bowl contender yeah and actually discovered that they can run the ball for a change (laughs) a 98 yard rushing touchdown who thought that was possible from Ronald Jones (laughs) and Giants beat the Eagles what was the final score? 27 to 17? Yeah, 27 yeah. 17. Now, the Giants are somehow, after starting the season one in seven, are starting to make a run at the NFC East. If 
another win or two and they're going to be in actually they could be in first place in the division after not this week but the next week if the Eagles lose to the Browns it's going to be very tight yeah and you know I I didn't think it was going to happen but the Giants they're looking like they might be playoff contenders had a good run game definitely yeah they're running touchdowns the O-line is starting to finally figure it out. Wayne Gallman, he's looked pretty good. Daniel Jones, last two games, hasn't turned the ball over, which is <laughs> shocking for him. So if they, if they can continue closing games out like this and staying in it with teams, because earlier in the year they were staying in it with all these good teams like the Rams and the Buccaneers and the Steelers, and they're right in these games. And if they're figuring out how to close them, they can win some of these tough games that they have later in the season. And all they have to do is go seven and nine, maybe even six and 10 to make the playoffs. So they they have a legitimate chance, but they have to continue playing uh, clean football. I agree. And especially with the Eagles not looking as well. Wentz did not look too good. So many overthrows. So I think the Giants could definitely move up in, in their division. Yeah, Car- hope, I think Carson Wentz has way too much potential, way too much experience to be missing some of these throws and making some of these mistakes. It's baffling, to be honest. He's a former like MVP candidate, and he's like missing wide-open guys over the middle. I have to believe he's going to turn it around at some point. Yeah, he's had a few games like this, though. So it's not just a, oh, one week didn't look too great. So no, interesting he, to see. Yeah, and even the games that they come back and win or look good, I against the Cowboys earlier this season and against the when they lost that game at the end to the Ravens where he was, like, going crazy at the end. It's just a lot of turnovers, and that's not, not the keys to success, especially when your football team – overall might not be as talented as some of the other teams that they're playing. Well, and the Packers beat the Jaguars 24 to 20. I don't know. I feel like Rodgers didn't look too great, at least in the first half. The Jaguars defense were giving him trouble. He had a few misses for some wide receivers. So it'll be interesting to see Rodgers next week, as we said, against the Colts, hoping then that he cleans up a little bit, finish the game a bit better than started out. Yeah, hopefully I I think this might just be have been like a case of a trap game and they they thought they would walk all over the Jaguars and then they go in and then you know the first half is rough. They come out with the win. But we'll see if this was actually any real sort of development and game plan the Jaguars had that the Colts uh, that are a decent team will be able to implement and stop the Packers offense. Yeah, because the Jaguars rookie, uh, James Robinson, ran for 109 yards. So, looking good. Also, Packers defense, though, not the best. So, no, love to not. say. <laughs> to say, James Robinson's been really good. Undrafted rookie running back. He's been one of the best running backs so far in the NFL. Uh, that was a nice pickup from the Jaguars, especially after cutting a surprise cut of Leonard Fournette earlier this season. And Lions beat Washington 30-27. to That field goal, did you see that? Oh, that was crazy. It looked like Alex Smith, he, like, led Washington, like, all the way back. They were getting blown out in, like, the third quarter. Leads them all the way back, and then so depressing. 
Because they, if they had won that game, just as much as the Giants and Eagles, they'd be right in the divisional race. Yeah, fifty-nine yard touch or fifty-nine yard field goal, crazy. Prater has quite a leg. <laughs> and as you said, almost blowing a twenty-four to three lead. <laughs> that's that's rough. That's, Great first half, rough second half. That's like the Falcons right there. There. It is <laughs> trying to choke the game away. <laughs> And the Browns beat the Texans 10-7. to Definitely an interesting game, to, to say the least. Yeah. Not much uh, excitement. Neither team really showed <laughs> up too much. <laughs> no, I don't think either team wanted to win the game in the pouring rain and stuff. They were all – they're like – they had no interest in playing. They, the offense is – neither Baker Mayfield didn't even have like 150 yards passing. It was It was not a – pretty performance from either team. I wouldn't be too excited after that game if I were either fan base. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and Rams beat the Seahawks 23-16. to Russell Wilson, we talked about it last week, going to talk about it again this week, not looking as good. No, this game coming up against the Cardinals is going to be a massive game for the Seahawks because right now they're trending down. They're still – obviously they're still contending for the division and they're still right in the playoff mix of the playoffs. But they lose to the Cardinals this week and Russell Wilson starts – continues to miss guys that are open and turn the ball over. Next thing you know, the Seahawks are going to be – looking in and uh, falling out of contention. So this this upcoming week against the Cardinals is um, not necessarily a must win, but a game that they really need to have if they want to get back on track and have a chance to win the division. Definitely. Russell Wilson started out the season looking like an MVP contender, looking like he could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, but this week throwing two interceptions – and no touchdown passes. It's their third loss in their last four games. I'm not sure. I know on I, – I remember one of the plays, he had, like, this wide open field to run the ball for, like, 15 yards, and he, like, chucks the ball to, like, this backup tight end in the end zone to get picked off. And he, like, barely targeted DK Metcalf, who's been one of the best wide receivers in all of football this year, and he only targets him, like – four or five times and expects that they're going to be able to score a lot of points. So hopefully Russell Wilson, this is just similar to the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, some sort of mid season like fluke. And he, in the next week or two, he starts to regain that MVP form that he had previously in the season. And the Cardinals beating the bills 32 to 30 with that final second. Hail Mary crazy. That was that was crazy. It looked like Josh Allen led the Bills to the victory and the Cardinals choked the game and somehow they just threw up a prayer and DeAndre Hopkins comes down with it. I'm sure the Texans, after only scoring seven points, wish they still had DeAndre Hopkins on their team. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dolphins beat the Chargers 29 to 21. Tua looking good. Third straight win as a starter. He's 3-0. Yeah, I guess I guess they made so far it looks like they made the right decision. I know, crazy. I mean, I really doubted what they were doing, but I guess they knew. Yeah, I guess in practice they thought Tua looked much better than Fitzpatrick and they went with their gut feeling and so far 
it has definitely been paying off. They've been uh, they beat with Tua, they've beaten the Rams and the Cardinals. So, and now yeah. they beat the Chargers too. So it's like surprising. Not a walk in the park games. No, these are tough, tough mm-hmm. teams. This is not like they're playing the Jets with <laughs> Joe Flacco, and, and basically any team can beat them. It's definitely it's surprising to be honest. I. But Tua, hey, Tua looks good. And if they continue on this pace, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. And you never, once you get in the playoffs, you never know what can happen. And Raiders beat the Broncos 37-12. to 12. Raiders looking good. Yeah, they, they also surprising team this year. They look much better and took care of business when they had to. And then the Steelers beat the Bengals 36-10. to 10, Still undefeated, 9-0. Yep, Ben Roethlisberger looked very good, and the Joe Burrow he still looks good, even though they lost by a lot. But you can't can't expect the Bengals to be able to hang with a team like the Steelers. Yeah, I was skeptical going into the game to see how Roethlisberger would be because as we talked about, Cam Newton just did not look good his uh, first couple weeks back after having COVID, and Ben Roethlisberger just tested positive this past week and was out. So, but he came back looking strong. Yeah, he looked good. Of course, he had to like grimace and hold his elbow a little bit throughout the game. Can't can't get away with without anything. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, always something going on. There's so once he gets over or gets over coronavirus or a false positive or whatever, he he's like, oh yeah, finally healthy. Then like he has like two knee injuries <laughs> and like a, a re-aggravated his elbow, but somehow he still throws for like. Three to four hundred yards every game. I don't know. How, how. old is he? He's got to be close to retirement, right? Yeah, he's like he was in the two thousand four draft class, so he's probably maybe like thirty seven, thirty eight around okay. there. He's he's getting up there in age. He he doesn't have that many years left, I don't think. I think if the Steelers, let's say the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, is it possible that he retires? I think it is possible, but. Especially with how the Steelers have been playing, I if they lose in the playoffs, he could come back. I think for maybe one to two more years mm-hmm. at most. And well, speaking of injuries, Saints beat the 49ers twenty-seven to thirteen. Drew Brees left the game with a collapsed lung and rib fractures. Five broken ribs, like because that was built up over what was it two games, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was like maybe he had like two, three broken ribs, like yeah. got the week prior, and then like this week he got more broken. I mean, crazy. That's because um, when he got pulled out, he was like, nope, I, I can't finish the game. They're like, what do you mean you can't finish? <laughs> then it yeah. turned out he had these broken ribs, collapsed along. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like watching the game, and I'm just like, you know, he ended the second half. He led them to, like, a touchdown drive after taking that hit. I'm like, why is he not going back in the game? He's standing there with his helmet on on the sideline, and then it comes out after. And then I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you're a punctured lung and five broken ribs. I'm like, yeah, you can sit on the sideline. <laughs> but ho- I think even with Jameis Winston, I think the Saints will still be fine. And if they get Drew Brees back, like, closer to the playoffs and into the playoffs, they – They'll still be Super Bowl contenders. And Patriots beat the Ravens 23-17. to Cam Newton looking good. Back. Yeah. Finally. Back. Yeah, after his coronavirus slump. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And Baltimore had eight penalties against them. They need to clean up their act. They are definitely in the hunt for the playoffs, but uh, definitely need to clean up their gameplay. Yeah, they got to – I feel like teams are more prepared for their running game this year. They got to come up with some new – little bit of a different game plan they have their offense just hasn't looked as explosive and Lamar Jackson's hasn't his run game just hasn't been the same so they they have a lot of stuff to figure out if they want to actually contend and Vikings beat the Bears 19 to 13 Bears lost fourth straight game dropping two games behind now the Packers to the NFC East they started out looking very strong Nick Foles took over as quarterback, and past few weeks have just gotten worse and worse. They're looking like they were a pretender this year. They got some early season easy matchups, got got the job done, and now they're starting to play some harder teams and a team like the Viking that start, Vikings that are starting to catch fire, and now they're starting to flounder a little bit. And we'll see if Nick Foles is able to come back after – I think they – do they have a bye week this week? I think, yeah, they have a bye. Yeah, I think they have a bye this week. We'll see if Nick Foles is able to come back healthy or if Mitchell Trubisky is able to fill, come back healthy and fill in or if they're going to be stuck with some backup. That And I can't say on that game-winning drive, the quarterback that came in looked very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vikings are definitely working their way towards potential playoffs now because uh, third straight win, beating the Bears – in their division, I would say, got to look out for the Vikings. Yeah, I think that's a team that, it's for a team like the Seahawks that's starting to, you know, teeter a little bit. And if a team like the Vikings starts getting really hot and they could, like, steal that wild card spot from a team that's sort of floundering a little bit. Or if the Packers, they let's say the Packers lose to the Colts this weekend or and maybe lose a couple other games and the Vikings stay hot. You never know. They only have five losses. So 11 and five will get you in the playoffs or 10 and six. They're definitely in it. And this was third and long. I'm Chandler. I'm Justin. And as always, I remind you to open your mind.